0: on this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my friend Pagan, who is the founder of the Four Horsemen. And he's here to give some tips about gangbangs and how to set the mood just right for the night. And also to go into depth about this controversy of race in the lifestyle.
1: Interracial is fucking hot. When people talk about like, well, I don't know if if interracial is racist or not. I am more than happy to have the conversation. I'm not happy to engage with someone who thinks they're gonna teach me that it's racist. They don't question because pop culture and movies have all shown us the guy that's on his knees in a diaper with a dominatrix and whips and chains. So they know kind of what that is, even if they're not into it. But none of them conflate that with actual violence. No one says like, oh, well, if you're going to go to that dominatrix, you're going to probably walk out of there and assault someone on the street because you think violence is OK. Everyone gets. No, that's in that room with that person that you're paying to do that. And then you walk out and put on your business suit and you go back you know, to your life. Yeah. But they can't for some reason sometimes apply that to the exact same thing, which is race play in that room. There's a reason why the word play is there. No one I should I would think should conflate that with actual racism.
0: Tell me about this group that you have called the Four Horsemen. What, what's that all about?
1: <laughs> the Four Horsemen, in a nutshell, I would say it's all about spreading the love. I don't put 10, 20 guys in a room for a gangbang or something like that. My niche is high quality guys that fit a certain criteria. And by that, like some of the basic things are the guy being, you know, um, well built. Um, the guy being able to have a few drinks and be cool. I've basically done the work for you. And so when you call me, I can fill up that room with the guys you want for a smaller experience. And um, yeah, you can just relax and enjoy.
0: So I have heard from some people that you are really good at setting the mood in the room.
1: But, like all of those things that make people go, huh, you thought ahead. That's all you really need. Um, it makes you feel comfortable. It makes you feel like you're in good hands and everyone can relax a little. Welcome to the Venus
0: Cuckoldress Podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate, and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Make sure you go to venuscuckoldress.com to subscribe to the podcast and check out the Venus blog. And of course, if you love it, share it. Now, sit back, make yourself comfortable, and enjoy the show with your host, Venus. Welcome to this episode of the Venus Cuckolders podcast. I'm your host Venus. Thank you so much for joining me today. And do I have a big announcement for you. I am so excited about this because this has been needed for so fucking long. I have just launched a new matchmaking service. And it's called Venus Connections. And it's for single men, single women who are looking for a loving, cuckolding relationship. Now, let me just begin by saying this. (laughs) Dating sucks as it is, but dating in the cuckolding lifestyle really fucking sucks. There's a whole bunch of really cuckolding specific barriers that are out there. And and I would say as a woman, what you have to go through online when you're kind of trying to find a guy who's into this is so unpleasant that it's actually a deterrent for women to want to date in this lifestyle. This is what I have heard from women over and over and over again. And so I decided, you know what, there has to be a better way. So I have created this website, Venus Connections, and it is a personalized matchmaking service for people. So Women don't have to be out there looking online. They can just leave that work up to us and we will find matches for them. They have a face-to-face virtual date and afterwards figure out, you know, if you want to see that person again or not. It's super fucking simple. It couldn't be easier. You don't have to waste all that time online and going through all of that bullshit. So I am so thrilled and so happy and so relieved actually (laughs) to announce that this is finally available. And the need for this has been absolutely huge. So if you want more information about it, you can just go to venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. Oh, and one more thing. So I think I've mentioned once before that I am on Full Swap Radio. So FullSwapRadio.com is an internet radio station, and they have some really cool shows on there. So if you tune in on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time, you'll be able to listen to the Venus Cuckledges podcast. But also, if you're just kind of like hanging out, working from home, whatever, or driving or whatever... Their shows are pretty cool, so you can just have a listen in the background to whatever happens to be on at that time. And it's uh, some pretty interesting stuff there. In the show notes for today's episode, I will post the link to ASN Magazine. And I'm really, really fucking proud of the article that I have in there right now. And there'll be a new one coming up soon in September. It's so cool to be writing for three million readers who likely have never heard of Cuckolding before. So that's pretty awesome. Check it out. Now it's time to start my conversation with my friend Peg, and I'm super excited. So let's get started right after this. Interracial, black and white. The beautiful and sexy relationship dynamic that we love, now in a lifestyle clothing brand you can wear with pride. Don't sacrifice quality and comfort any longer. With Maison DeNeige, you get both in fresh, empowering looks for every occasion, for everyone. From the streets to the sheets and everywhere in between. Check us out at MaisonDeneige Maison de Couture, modern fashion for the modern revolution. Joining me on the show is my friend, Pagan, who I've been friends with for a little while. I'm super excited to have him on the show. We've chatted actually on Pillow Talk before. He's been a guest on Pillow Talk. We've talked on several other platforms, but I'm really excited to have him here for a full episode today to talk about what it's like to be a black bull in this lifestyle. So welcome, Pagan, to the show. Say hello to all the listeners.
1: Hello, all of Venus's wonderful listeners. This is amazing. I'm on the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. This is amazing. I'm like, (laughs) I'm a friend and I'm also a fan at the same time. So I'm like, I'm geeking out that I'm with Venus. This is crazy.
0: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So Pagan, how long have you been a black bull in this kind of lifestyle? How long has it been now? Hey guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing. It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness. All things I know you want. And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode. And I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom, or you're going for gold (laughs) in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code VENUS, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later.
1: Well, um, that's an interesting question because I guess part of that question is when do I consider myself being a bull in the lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Um, Because as you have pointed out and many others, there's a difference um, between just being a, a a black male who plays single, um, in the lifestyle and being a bull. But, um, with, without that amorphous transformation in there about 20 years total that I've been, um, playing as a single black male in the lifestyle, which I think Mm -hmm. is what your question was.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 20 years. That's a long time. That's a lot of experience. That's a lot of learning and, and growing as you go, I'm sure. Yeah. So when, when was it that you went from just playing as a single guy in this lifestyle to really embracing that role of a bull?
1: You know, I'm not exactly sure because I, it's a, it's a gradual thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe in like the second half of this, um, past 10 years, it's been more of a thing. And that just came from, um exploring things naturally. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's much like many of your, uh, cuckold or hot wife couples where they start off just with what they know, which is being in a swinging lifestyle. And then the more you learn about yourself and what's available, you're able to say, Oh, well, I actually fit, I think more into this category or this. And so about 10 years, I've been leaning more towards realizing what I am, I'm predominantly dominant and I have other qualities that just lean towards being a bull, um, more than just like a single guy who plays. So, yeah. And, and part of that was learning more about, um, cuckolding and hot and what the bull's role is there. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's more me than just more of the, uh, the cursory thing that you start off with, which is, you know, you find a party that will accept a single guy and you go to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's like
1: that's like the height of everything. And then uh then you start to be able to pick and choose what your what your slot is, you know.
0: And tell me about this group that you have called the Four Horsemen. What what's that all about?
1: <laughs> um The Four Horsemen in a nutshell, I would say it's all about spreading the love. Um I'm busy, I'm a professional. I am not independently wealthy where I can just, you know, sit around in a bathrobe like Hugh Hefner all day. So, um, there's a lot of people I meet (laughs) that will like me. And basically it comes down to them saying, do you have a friend? And I'm like, you know, I should make sure that those friends live up to a certain standard. So I started to gather guys that were like-minded, um, and that fit certain qualities. So, If a couple is looking for a multi-guy experience, a lot of times what they do, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I am saying it can be fraught with um, some potholes in the road. Mm -hmm. A lot of times what they do is they just find these guys on the internet, guys that don't know each other, have nothing to do with each other, and they put them in the same room some night and expect that to go really well. Sometimes it goes well, but sometimes it doesn't, because as you can imagine, guys who don't know each other getting in a room. They don't know you. Everybody doesn't know anybody. It's not great. So what I created was just a small group of guys. The reason why it's called the four horsemen is because it sounds kind of cool, but also (laughs) um, because I wanted the number four to indicate it's not literally four. If you want two or three or five, that's fine. But I don't put 10, 20 guys in a room for a gang bang or something like that. That's just not, mm-hmm. I'm not knocking that. I've been to that. That's fun. It's not my niche. My niche is high quality guys that fit a certain criteria. And by that, like some of the basic things are, you know, the guy being, you know, um, well-built, um, the guy being able to have a few drinks and be cool, you know, personality stuff, um, all those things that you look for when you're trying to find a guy, I've basically done the work for you. And so Mm -hmm. when you call me, I can fill up that room with the guys you want for a smaller experience and, um, yeah, you can just relax and enjoy it. So that's what the four horsemen do.
0: I'm pretty sure you're going to get a lot of calls after this episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and just to be clear, when I, I, I apologize, I started off saying it's about sharing the love. What I was starting to say was just like, I can't possibly meet all the people that want to meet, to your point just now. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm able to pass along um, some friends of mine and you can connect with them, that brings me joy. I really love people in a lifestyle like you, Venus. We actually um, have compersion towards it. We we want people to enjoy themselves. There's no jealousy. It's the opposite of that. You want to share your friends and have them meet your friends. So that's really what's behind the four horsemen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I totally get that mindset of wanting to ha- um, share the experience with others. And because, like, when I come across guys who I really like in this lifestyle bulls that I'm just like, Oh, you know, I'm so lucky to have this guy in my life. I want to share him Mm -hmm. (laughs) with other Mm -hmm. women because yeah, you're right. There's no jealousy. There's not none of that. I don't feel like I own this guy or anything Mm -hmm. like that. He doesn't feel like he owns me, but it's just that experience is so wonderful that yeah. you want other people to experience that as well. So I can understand kind of yeah. you know, bearing the it's, love part. It's
1: also, for me, it's one of the most interesting things about the mindset of a cuckoldress because she is more often than not, not that way about her cuck at all. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's such, I love open-minded people. Just as a heads up, that's a theme that's going to keep coming up uh, with me. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, so it's really, it's like the definition of open-mindedness. A cuckoldress has both things going on at once. And that's a fascinating personality, especially in our world today where, so many people have mindsets that are very, you know, compartmentalized or they're just slaves to an ideology. Um, we see this in our world across the political spectrum and other things. And I just really enjoy people that ha- are of two minds of things. And and that creates a whole person that is just more nuanced and, and interesting.
0: Absolutely. I think that's what really kind of drew me into this whole Lifestyle in the beginning, I didn't really understand the whole one sided open part. Mm -hmm. And then I sort of was intrigued, you know, okay, what is this? Then I was learning to like appreciate it. And now I'm like, it must be one sided open.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, I dare say that that first person who didn't understand it wasn't even really you. And what I mean by that is that was the you that has been put through the mill of society or religion or family or, you know, whatever, or all of those things to some degree. We all have been put through the mill, you know. And Mm -hmm. so once you get back to who you really are, like what actually makes me happy or what do I really think is right or wrong? Not what I was taught was right or wrong. What are my actual morals in my that I'm born with? Um, my, my conscience tell me. Once you get back to that, that is the awakening that I think a lot of people have. I know it was this, the case for me. Um, And so, you know, getting out of that old programming and into the new reveals to you who you really are and, and who you should be, you know?
0: I totally agree. Absolutely. So what is it about the interracial aspect of this lifestyle that you... Well, I'm assuming you love and appreciate it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you assume correctly, yes.
0: <laughs> okay. What, what is it about that? Because that, I've talked about this on the podcast before, why I love in, interracial cuckolding so much. I mean, it's not in every cuckolding relationship, that's for sure. But it, there's something about it that really appeals to me. What is it? Uh, or can you share your perspective as a black bull in this lifestyle? What is it like for you?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, we're jumping right into it. I like it. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's, uh, it's a crazy time right now to talk about race. It's a hotbed issue this past, uh, you know, a year ago this time, uh, in America and across the world, but especially here, you know, we had literally our second civil rights movement in our history. Mm -hmm. Um, that was of note. And the interesting thing about this one was, predominantly white people were at the front of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that was unheard of, you know? Um, and so we're talking about race in this time, who knows what the conversation is going to be five years from now. I know it was different five years ago, but when we're talking about that, I just want to acknowledge that, that, you know, it's a time when people are very sensitive about things. And I completely, a hundred percent understand that. Um mm-hmm that said i am going to be candid and tell you my point of view and it's just mine and hopefully it will embolden others who share it to feel like they can speak out about what they believe but okay. i also i make space for for people who who don't agree um as well so okay. that's my preface um <laughs> but that said interracial is fucking hot <laughs> it's always been fucking hot for me part of that is some of that stuff i told you about i'm sure part mm-hmm. of the reason why, you know, if I was raised in a vacuum in Plato's cave and there was nothing in the outside world and I had no idea that my skin was different from another person's skin and I had no idea about the social taboos around interracial sex and all that, I may not be the person I am with the interests that I have. So I'm saying that to say that, like, um, you know, it it is one of those things that I think depending on the person is going to be something that is um, attractive to you or not. Mm -hmm. And I think that being a black man in America and dealing with some of the things that you have to deal with completely a thousand percent feeds into why interracial is interesting to me. And I would apply that as well to the white female who's interested in black men. It's the same thing. We're all Mm -hmm. products of, of our environment What's really interesting to me, though, is that racism, uh, class distinctions, people, um, for instance, in your family or sometimes even in your society, keeping you away from another group of people just because you don't live together, taboos that are created around these negative things in many ways become a positive way to deal with some of those negative things. We've all know the cliche, you know, my daddy told me not to be around black guys. Well, that doesn't typically work in the long run. <laughs> it, actually, it actually tends to go the other way. Or, you know, I never was able to be around um, white girls because that, you know, wasn't allowed in my, you know, the black community. It was frowned upon. That's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So when you get a chance to do what you want to do, it creates a taboo around it, which creates a kink around it, which is fucking fun. So right. just as a global you know, thing about interracial, I know that I'm an intellectual in terms of how I approach these things. So that might have been a little heady. But I do think that that for a, an American black male and across the world, but especially here, that is a lot of what is behind it, especially to kind of explain it to people who are curious about it. like Because there are genuinely, I think, not as many as they say they are. <laughs> but there are some genuine people who are like, yeah, I just don't see color or race as a thing. Um, That is completely legitimate as well. But this is just to try to help them understand those of us who do. And and the filter through which we're doing it is not necessarily a negative thing. Um, It is actually sometimes taking a negative and owning it and making it a positive
0: Hey, did you know that there's a -a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving, cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code top tier 2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. That's why I was a little, um, I I wouldn't say a little, I was quite shocked to hear, uh, recently, you know, the discussion around, um, racism in the, in the lifestyle in it being a negative, in a negative way, Mm -hmm. because I've never experienced that and I've never come across it. And, um, Maybe like and I was just kind of like, well, where have I been? Like stuck in a bubble for right. years? Like right. is this act, like because it's always been for me, uh, and the people I know, it's always been an interracial cuckolding has always been about love and adoration and respect and mm-hmm. um you know, and so to to think about it in a different way, I was like, Well, that really sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it does. It it does. It it sucks, and 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 this is going to go back to the open-minded thing. I also, don't want to try to hear the people who feel like it's a negative thing in some way and just hear what their point of view is. And I've learned a little bit about it myself and just trying to put on the other hat, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is an opportunity for us to have a continuing conversation about how we approach these things, and I think that there's nothing wrong with that. You and I, Venus want people to come into these discussions with an open mind. Yeah. Th- we have, we meet those people all the time. Just go on Twitter, go on the internet in general. There's this thing where I have my point of view and my biases, which we all have. We all have biases, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go in and look for something that reinforces my point of view. Ah, that, that actually, they think what I think. So I'm going to retweet that. And then I don't have to think about what I think. I'm just seeing people that agree with me. Yeah. I think that that's one of the most dangerous things that's happening in society. Every one of us has a device in our pockets now that is reinforcing our biases. There are bias machines that help us to reinforce them. And so I'm saying all that to say, when people talk about like, well, I don't know if if interracial is racist or not, I am more than happy to have the conversation. I'm not happy to engage with someone who thinks they're going to teach me that it's racist. Um, But if it's someone who was interested in having an exchange with me and seeing my point of view, like we're doing right now... When I look at their point of view, I'm, I am able to kind of learn things and see things. I'll give you one example real quick. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone says, why is it called a queen of spades? I don't have an answer for that. I don't know the, you know, person who originally came up with that term. Mm -hmm. And we know spade is not a positive term for black men. We know that we know that queen of spades probably is not intentionally trying to be negative. So there's two things butting up against each other there, right? Right. It's what the queen of spades says that she is honoring and 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 putting a black man on a pedestal and all these things. And then there's people who aren't like us who are just like, yeah, that's the term. But when those people analyze it, they go, well then why are you using this term? I don't have a great answer for that. I'll be honest right. with you. So there are conversations to be had. There are things to learn from each other. So who knows, you know, yeah. maybe 10 years from now it'll be called a uh, queen of kings. <laughs> <laughs> but i i do I, this is not a hill that i'm going to be honest that i'm going to personally die on it i've embraced a term i think it's fine yeah but i'm frankly able to embrace a lot of kinks in this lifestyle for those yeah. who don't though i, I do want to hear them out and so you know that's part of why your podcast is amazing there's things <laughs> like this we can discuss you know
0: i agree you know i at f- when I got over the initial shock of it all, I, you know, felt like, okay, this is an opportunity to have the discussions to really kind of think critically and analyze this lifestyle to figure out, okay, you know, where what, where, where, where can we improve, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. I don't think any of us who are in this lifestyle want it to be negative in any way whatsoever. Right. We celebrate this lifestyle, we enjoy it, we share it. We, you know, I advocate for it and I I would not want it to be in any way negative towards black men or anyone else in this lifestyle. So these conversations do give us the opportunity to kind of analyze things and figure out where we can do better.
1: Yeah. I think that what it is is um it's curing ignorance. Podcasts like yours and the work that you do um, and I don't mean ignorance as a pejorative, like calling somebody a dummy is like a, it's, it's, I mean it by the dictionary definition. It's just a lack of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm ignorant about um, scuba diving, you know? So um, that's fine. I've never researched it. I've never done it. There's gaps in everyone's life that they're ignorant about things. You have to mm-hmm. be, you can't know everything, the only thing that I have an issue with is if I go onto a scuba diving blog and start telling people how they should scuba dive and why this is wrong, and I haven't done any research, I don't know what I'm talking about, and I've never seen their point of view. That's right. where I start to go. Okay, you've made your decision to act out of ignorance and not go any farther. That's fine, but we're not likely to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I think that what you're talking about is is really great because um. There are some things in the lifestyle, there are kinks and things that, especially around interracial things, that some people just feel are fundamentally wrong. And... I think that some of that is based on not knowing exactly what people are doing and why they're doing it. And that's just ignorance. So, you know, if you're able to get the word out and help them at least see another person's point of view, you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to jump into interracial. But if you see their point of view and see, okay, maybe this isn't a damaging thing that I thought it was, that that to me is a day well spent um, in terms of putting the word out and educating people.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, do you, would you agree that there's a lot of that within kink, the -hmm. kink world, this misunderstanding of what it's actually all about and these um, judgments that are made um, on assumptions?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, look at cuckolds, just the the cuckold um, as a male in our very, you know, lizard brain, backward thinking society about what quote unquote masculinity is Mm -hmm. putting a cuckold up against that. It doesn't stand up very well, but they don't realize sometimes that you're not, you shouldn't be questioning the cuckold. You should be questioning what your point of view on what masculinity is. Is it the archaic things that we've been doing for thousands of years? Or is it where I personally think society is heading, where masculinity is starting to change and become something that is a little different? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one example I'll give that I think most people, even if they're not into this kink, they understand it. And I'll apply it to the interracial aspects of it. You know, if people get involved in interracial, there's even aspects of interracial called race play, right? Where you're specifically calling out the racial aspects of it even more so, and that heightens the kink, right? Right. So there are people who think that race play is just wrong. Like, you know, you're using that word, oh my God, you know, or you're doing this thing or the scenario that you're setting up for your fantasy, is just wrong. But those same people may not be realizing that race play, for instance, is a subset of BDSM. It's under that umbrella. They don't question because pop culture and movies have all shown us the guy that's on his knees in a diaper with a dominatrix and whips and chains. So they know kind of what that is, even if they're not into it. Mm -hmm. But none of them conflate that with actual violence. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. No, no,
1: one, no one says like, oh, well, if you're going to go to that dominatrix, you're going to probably walk out of there and assault someone on the street because you think violence is okay. Everyone gets, no, that's in that room with that person that you're paying to do that. And then you walk out and put on your business suit and you go back, you know, to your life. Yeah. But they can't, for some reason, sometimes apply that to the exact same thing, which is race play. In that room, there's a reason why the word play is there. Right. <laughs> um, no one. I should I would think should conflate that with actual racism. In fact, the people who play those things out are sometimes underneath it all confronting their own racism or maybe not their own but the things that they have been, you know, steeped in from the beginning and right. they're trying to help themselves psychologically get out of that and work on it or work through it. So There are many examples in BDSM. There are women who um, have had horrible things happen to them in the past with assault and things like that. And they actually, in their sexual play, explore those things, which seems like a contradiction, but it's actually a healing thing where they have power over that. And they're able to create a playroom and explore it in a way that's healthy and allows them to heal. I would just implore people who think that race. Involved in these sexual matters is wrong to kind of open your mind a little bit and look at it that way and see how other people are doing it because, um, that is really what's behind it. To your point, I've never met anyone who had anything but positive views towards black men when it comes to this, so right. you know, those okay, are-
0: that's good to know. I love that example too. That was that's like the perfect example,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's worked for me a few times when talking,
0: yeah. To <laughs> So the key to all of this is having an open mind, having a discussion and learning more about this anyway, yeah, in all ways, in all aspects, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So I'm going to circle back to something more fun to talk to talk about. Cool. <laughs> circle back to the Four Horsemen. You're based in L.A., correct?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Although I didn't start uh, doing that here. I started it back when I was living in New York. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. Like I I had a group of guys there and then I had to kind of reboot when I came, came out here. Um, we have like a
0: whole network across the country.
1: (laughs) I wish you don't know how many people have asked. Um, I wish I could, but that's part of the, um, the gift and the curse of wanting to vet guys is the curse is I can't vet a guy in your hometown in Nebraska. Um, I might happen to know a guy, but I can't say that he's one of the guys that I can recommend necessarily. You know, right? So that right. is kind of the, <laughs> just the two sides <laughs> of that sword. You know, yeah.
0: So I have heard from some people that you are really good at setting the mood in the room when <laughs> when it comes to a okay. fun. Night. Okay. So tell yeah. me, what are your tricks of the trade? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um in the average occasion, like it's not like you know you're going to a hotel takeover and you know you bring a sign for your door and lights and stuff and you know, it's not as elaborate usually. But for this the average occasion, yeah, I I I do have a bag or, or two with me. <laughs> um <laughs> and so for 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 mood in general, I think one of the main things um is picking the right space before you add accoutrement you know everybody doesn't have the ability to always you know get the nicest suiteed you know in the city or whatever, mm-hmm. but if you can just step it up a notch just a little bit um and save your pennies and and try to just make sure that if you're doing something at a space that's that's like a hotel or whatever that you do pick something that Is the right size for the amount of people that are going to be there? Um, We've probably all, you know, in the lifestyle, been to that party that just had a few too many people for the size of the the you know rooms or room. Um, So I think that that's like the first thing is just choose wisely. Um, And then also, if you're going to be meeting someone you know, setting the mood starts before you get in the room. That might just mean picking a hotel or a space. If you're going to do it at your house, picking a bar nearby to just meet up ahead of time. That also has a nice atmosphere. Um, because you know, that is what's making someone comfortable to go back to that other room with you. So Mm -hmm. just making sure that you can like hear them, you know, it's not too loud. Um, making sure that, you know, the, um, the service in the place is cool. Like you've been there before is probably what I'm saying. Um, so that, that's another thing to do. And then once you do get to the room, yeah, there's all kinds of fun things you can do. You know, like I have these um, like, uh, for instance, red light bulbs that I have like in my bag and you can usually mm-hmm. just swap them out real quick, not all over the place, but just like in maybe a particular area. And that kind of creates like a really cool mood. It also creates like a lighting that is very complimentary. You know, I would, uh, to be crass, I'll call it strip club lighting. Um, yeah. where people tend to look better. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but you know, all jokes aside, that, that is kind of like a cool mood, um, setter. Music is huge. Mugia, music is, you know, as soon as you can get the music going. And, uh, there's like really cool, like ambient things that I've learned. Like, uh, there's an artist called, fka like formerly known as twigs that Mm -hmm. i think is amazing um not only her music but if you were able to put a projector on which i do sometimes that's another little cool thing where like you're not at the mercy of what's on the hotel tv or whatever but you can kind of put on some uh something that's sexy her music videos are amazing just to put on um they're all like very she's like a i would say a modern female prince um and um there's also another thing I would recommend. I'm giving plugs to like music, but there's one other I would recommend. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a I don't know if this is a person or a band or what, but it's called Q S E N S X. Um Q S E N S X, I believe is how it's spelled, but that artist has like hundreds of songs and they're just numbered. So he started with 1 and now he's in like the hundreds or whatever. Oh wow. And each one of the songs it doesn't matter if you play 399 and then you play 2. They all kind of flow into each other magically. And Mm. it's really cool, like background music. Um, So there's things like that that you can do. Find your artist that you love. Those are two of mine. But having those mood setters, um, I think, helps a lot. Um, And yeah, you know, um, it's- I love that. There's all these little tiny things you can do with lights and with stuff, stuff, and I don't know if you if you know who you're going to be with. If you've got those um waterproof sheet things to put under the bed, you know, like, all yeah. those things that um, make <laughs> I people think need those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you might like that one. Um yeah. but like all of those things that make people go, huh? You thought ahead. That's all you really need. Um, it makes you feel comfortable. It makes you feel like you're in good hands, and everyone can relax a little more. So yeah,
0: yeah. I think that all the guys out there need to be taking notes on this. And I'll post the links to the um, artists in the show notes. Uh, But a projector, like, dang, you're going all out. That's amazing.
1: Well, they're really cheap to get now. And a cool thing about a projector is on your phone or your iPad, whatever you have, you can just put it on there, as opposed to like, I'm trying to find this DVD. And do they have a DVD? You know, Um, So that, I think, is one of those things that's kind of like, Allows you to quickly just put up things, um, and w- one of the things I love is I- as soon as you start picking something that's like you know if you're gonna put let's say uh, at a party we see porn all, you know playing sometimes, yeah I don't everyone has different stuff that they like right, so I feel like the more contemporary the porn is, the more somebody's gonna say oh that's cool but that's just not my thing so what I have done recently is go real retro with the porn like. <laughs> Do something from like the 90s is there's, there's a there's this guy, I believe his name was Andrew Blake in the 90s that did these really high end flashy. He would go to Paris and Prague and all this. And <laughs> but it's very 90s. Like you could tell by what they're wearing and stuff like that. And so people just relax. They're like, oh, this is vintage. So it's all good, you know, yeah. and it's just fun to watch. So doing things like that kind of equalizes the crowd and everybody can just enjoy themselves, you know.
0: Oh my God, that would be so awesome to watch, seriously.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is pretty fun. Like people just like, oh my God, look at that hair. Look at that style. You know, it is still kind of, it's sexy, but it's just not um, something that people tend to like say, well, that's not my thing. Cause they're like, yeah, well, this is from another time.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. I need to like have a cold shower. I have all this stuff going on in my mind right now. (laughs) I feel like I need to plan a trip to LA.
1: (laughs) Oh yes, please do. Please
0: do. I just want to say thank you for doing this interview with me, Pagan. You are absolutely one of the most special people in my life. I'm so grateful to have you in my life. And you've been such a great friend in so many ways. You're such a beautiful soul in and out. The conversations that we've had have been like amazing since day one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it, Venus. It's a, I mean, your, your listeners know this already, but I can tell you guys that IRL, as well as, you know, virtually on when you listen to her, she is just as much as an amazing person in real life. Venus is a person who was doing this before this was your main gig, right? You were doing this because you felt like this is something you believe in and you were working another job and doing the podcast and also the blog and helping people just on the Internet. I can't say how many countless people I have sent to you, um, women that were trying to find their way and you helped them along. So for me to do this is just me trying to give back to you for everything that you've done. um, And I'm happy to do this anytime. Um, There's so much that we can talk about, as you said, but just having this opportunity has been great. So I thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, all right. So where can people find you if they want to find more information? Like I said, I think you're going to get flooded with requests um, soon. But
1: <laughs> yeah, um, you can find me on um, Twitter at pagan black bull. And I have like a another one that's more centric to like the four horsemen. But you can just hit me up there. That's probably the most direct way to to talk to me. And uh, okay. yeah, we can go from there. Um, I'm always happy to To hear from other people in a lifestyle to to debate and talk and build each other up and learn from each other so that would be a a pleasure for me
0: wonderful okay thank you so much for joining me on the show today pagan i hope to have you back again sometime soon
1: that would be great thank you Venus.
0: all right that's going to be it for today's episode thank you so much for joining me on the show today I had a really great time. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Make sure you go to venuscuckledruss.com. That's where you can subscribe to the podcast as well as check out the blog and some really great recommended resources as well. If you'd like to support the podcast, thank you so much. You can go to patreon.com forward slash venuscuckledruss. And there's lots of really great perks for becoming a Patreon supporter, including the elusive Venus Vault. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can reach me there. My handle is at Cuckoldress V. Thanks for joining me today and we'll see you next time. Believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So, right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one to one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding, there's video replays of the Pillow Talk events, and there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at Venuscuckledris.com.